escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Another news in detail. There are growing calls for the reversal of a value-added tax which has been imposed on some categories of residential customers. In a letter communicating its policy to the Public Utility Regulatory Commission, Minister for Finance, Ken Uforiata, says any electricity consumption above lifeline units will attract the value-added levy. The ministry explains that the move forms part of government's COVID-19 recovery program. Now, Joy News' data analyst Isaac Kofi is online. We'll get back to you later on that story. Moving on, former President John Dramani Mahama is the latest to add his voice to the growing calls for the reversal of the value-added tax on electricity. John Mahama says the move will only pile up the cost of electricity, which has shot up by 29% increase. John Mahama says the cost of doing business in Ghana will also become unbearable. He was speaking during his Building Ghana tour in the Volta region. The small in this report. According to the NDC flag bearer, okay, okay. the NDC flag bearer was mobbed by people of the Volta region at Sugarope when the Building Ghana tour made entry into the region. At a stakeholder meeting with members of the NDC, Mr. Mahama expressed disappointment in the mismanagement of the power sector. He further commented on the persistent hike in electricity tariff. Today, Dumso, they are kicking it like a football. Why? Because he wants to kick it over the 7th January 2025 uh, line and hand the trouble over to somebody else. And yet we resolved it before they came into office. Today, the food value added tax on electricity bills and COVID uh, levy, NHIL levy, uh, uh, get fund levy, all on electricity bills. And so that is going to send the cost of your electricity bills up. Already there was a 29% increase, there was a 19% increase, then they tried to fool us with a 4% decrease, and now it's going up again astronomically. Many businesses continue to suffer due to the hike in tariff. John Mahama believes a reduction in government expenditure could help reduce excessive taxes that have resulted in hikes in prices of goods and services. And it's making Ghana a very difficult place to do business. All business people are complaining. I mean, the owner of this hotel who has given us this resort to do this meeting, you ask him how much he's paying in electricity bill. And yet, because of the mismanagement of the president and his cousin and his vice president, it has plunged all of us into a difficult situation where they have pledged to the IMF to raise as much revenue as they can. And the point of it is, while you are raising revenue, reduce your expenditure. Because that's what any sane, reasonable person does. Because if you reduce your expenditure, you can ease the burden that you're putting on the taxpayer. If they cut down the expenditure of the office of the president, they've doubled it. 
Year on year, budget went up by 82 billion cities. And so, if you reduce the rise of the budgets in terms of expenditure, then you could reduce the incidence of tax. You might not need to place a, a value-added tax on electricity so that you pass the relief on to the uh, people of Ghana. Meanwhile, the former president has assured the NDC will restrain itself from starting new projects but seek to complete stored ones. All the projects that are inherited, they have abandoned. And they themselves have started projects that they know they cannot complete. And yet, instead of finishing the abandoned projects and ongoing projects, they've started new projects, Agenda 111. Some of them are at foundation level, some they've raised the block work, but they know that they cannot finish it before they leave. So what they'll do is they just push it on to somebody else and say, oh, we started this, and you came and you've abandoned it. But look at the mess you've created. Where are we going to get money to finish all those projects? But I've pledged that we would restrain ourselves from starting new projects. Whatever little resources that we come and meet, we will send it into completing the ongoing and abandoned projects. The first day of the Building Ghana Tours of the Volta region ended at Doje, where a town hall meeting was held. For joining us, Nanai Ojima, Volta region. We have Kofi AJ now, who is joining us as data analyst. Isaac Kofi AJ uh, joins us via Zoom. Isaac, so first of all, is it clear how the VAT on electricity adds to the general revenue target of government? Isaac, if you can hear me, please explain if it's... Isaac is trying to explain more on the VAT, the VAT added to some residential areas who are using power above the lifeline units. We'll bring you more details on that when we can reconnect with Isaac. Meanwhile, the Ministry of Energy is yet to reach a final agreement with two independent power producers on the outstanding sector debt treatment. The independent power producers have argued that the government owes them some $2 billion. However, Deputy Sector Minister Ejapa Mesa says although four power producers have agreed on settlement terms, two more are outstanding. An internal meeting among energy sector agencies uh, to try and see how we resolve some other matters in the sector to ensure that there are no outages after we've committed to the rule of Ghana this year. Uh, we'll continue those meetings today. Uh, and, and we've gotten some definitive uh, uh, plans and programs in place to ensure that the commitment that was given to the people of Ghana uh, consistent with the mandate that the Secretary of President has given my minister, of which we are assisting him, is achieved. Uh, no power outages. Except when it is an absolute imperative of which necessarily we have to inform Ghanaians uh, of, of any eventuality, but I mean, it's not going to be as a result of uh, lack of payment and, and, and all that. Indeed, and in fact, 
since August of 2023, all IPP invoices are current. We've gone into an agreement with them where ECG pays them $43 million a month to meet their invoices. There's an outstanding obligation which you may term legacy with the Ministry of Finance and the Ministry of Energy, the government negotiating team is working to restructure and repay over a period of time. That conversation is far advanced. In fact, we reached agreement, exchange term sheets with a significant number of IPPs. Uh, the remaining two or so is still ongoing and we will conclude the discussions mm. and make sure that we bring some sanity in terms of the finances in the energy sector. Isaac Kofi joins us now on the issue of the VAT imposed on some categories of residential electricity consumers. Isaac, if you can hear me, please explain. Is it clear how this VAT on electricity adds to the general revenue target of the government? First, the exact amounts are known at the moment, uh, but the joining research desk understand government already told the IMF mm. that it was going to go heavy on the removal of VAT exemption on certain products and services. And this particular move may be one of them. Uh, we also understand that government is hoping to get more than 80% of its target revenue for this year from taxes. And VAT is going to be a big component. Uh, about 27 billion euro Ghana cities will be raised compared to the target of 23.7 billion cities last year. So what exactly is the lifeline and how much fee will a consumer above the lifeline attract by consuming electricity per unit? Well, we, uh, we are still waiting for details from the Ghana Revenue Authority. Uh, but as they say, uh, there is no free lunch. And remember to see that the government recently decided to reduce the lifeline consumer bracket for electricity from 0 to 50% kilowatt hour zero to thirty percent kilowatt hour. And many consumers uh, were actually cried out after they enjoyed power for free during the heat of the pandemic. And how can you enjoy fifty percent discount on their bills uh, you know during the pandemic now have to pay more through taxes and definitely this new tax move will attract more bills. It simply means that all Ghanaians who consume or residents who consume about 30 uh, you know, kilowatts uh, uh, will charge the VAT after it is implemented. Well, thank you so much. We keep an eye on that and bring you more details as it unfolds. Moving on, flag bearer of the National Democratic Congress, John Romani Mahama, is appealing to party members to be prepared to take up roles as party agents in the upcoming elections. According to him, persons putting themselves up for the roles are often not competent enough, negatively impacting the party's fortunes. Recent exercises of the NDC election directorate have shown some of the officers do not understand the electoral process. Nanaya Ojima has more in this report. According to the NDC flag bearer, there is a heightened call for the party to return to power due to present economic hardship. Nonetheless, John Mahama believes the electorate will not countenance a government that will repeat the wrongdoings of the present government. He explains the expectation of the NDC government if voted into power. 
my brothers and sisters, Ghanaians are looking up to us, and we must use the four-year term that they are going to grant us in 2025 to consolidate our democracy. We must not win the trust and the mandates of Ghanaians only to come and commit the same mistakes that MPP has committed. The four-year term should be to build a foundation and a platform so that whoever we put there to take over from us who are leaving off would be able to continue and continue and continue. Ghanaians should see that NDC is always the better option. I know these are guys. If they go out of power for one term, they will go and metamorphose and, uh, you know, sprinkle themselves with perfume and tie new ribbons and come back, you know, uh, uh, with their deceptive smiles and try to fool Ghanaians once again. And so our continuation in power would be dependent on this four-year term. Ghanaians are calm today because they know there's an election coming up. Times are hard. Things are difficult. And if it was just left to the natural scheme of things, we probably would not be sitting as peacefully as we are sitting here. But Ghanaians know that in a few months, they have the opportunity to make a change. Mr. Mahama further cautioned future appointees against arrogance and corruption. But they are not going to countenance anybody coming and doing the same thing that the MP and MPP have been doing. And so we must look up. We must govern better when we come into office. We must fight corruption harder. We must be more transparent and accountable. We must most of all ease the economic burden on our people as quickly as possible. It will take some time, but we must work at it. We must be modest. We must be humble. We must not be arrogant. Some people, as soon as you appoint them into office, the arrogance of power begins to show. They say if you want to know the true character of a person, give him money or give him power. We must be humble. The humility with which we are going to the people and asking their, for their votes is the same humility that we must come back with as ministers and persons in authority. John Mahama was addressing some party executives at South Tong and former appointees of the party. For join News, Nanai Ojima, Voter Region. Nanayao Jima is on tour with uh, Mr. Mahama and they're currently in Ho. Nanayao is joining us on phone now. Nanayao, what can you report from the tour currently? Okay, we'll bring you back. We'll bring back Nanayao Jima shortly. But moving on, Nana Kwame Bediako, widely known as Cheddar, says he has nothing to hide regarding his source of wealth as far as his political ambitions and activities are concerned. In an interview with Joy News a while ago, Cheddar expressed his willingness to declare his assets and source of his wealth if need be. Vidyaku's purchase of approximately 150 billboards to promote his presidential ambition triggered speculation about his source of funding. He told Joy News' Benjamin Akaku on the AM show that people are just jealous of him. To respect the investment. That's what I'm saying. That Even if the country turns their back on me and say that, oh, all your things that you did, we don't know where you got the money from, so we're seizing it. What, do I, what power do I have? Mm -hmm. you know, but one thing you should remember is that I went from digging the ground by putting the block, putting the concrete. I sweat. I, I stood in the sun. I built it. I did it. 
And I want the youth to replicate that. I want the people in Ghana to be doing the same. We always don't have to sit here and watch somebody. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. To come from our side before a building can come up. Okay? We we can't afford to buy a building. This is the reasons why we want to create a middle income economy mm. so we're living a fair life this it would reduce the jealousy it reduce you know i know a lot of people are jealous but i don't blame them mm. and i'm not fighting them and as much as you don't like me i can understand you because <laughs> if yes if you don't have it at all and i have it then you have to ask yourself how did i get it mm. do you understand what i'm saying and i'm trying to hint you that you know wisdom is one of the main things that has acquired my wealth because you know i use my mind more than my pocket i think you know is however using a different funding approach for his presidential campaign he says he will embark on a donation drive to seek support from Ghanaians to finance his campaign every leader that wakes up in Africa that goes out there to campaign is going to the people and say take 50 cities take 200 cities take 400 cities vote for me vote for me what do you think happens when that person becomes a president all of you, you own the president. Because he's going to take his money back times a hundred times from you. So the way we are doing our governance is wrong. The way we are building our political uh, um, um, platform that is going to build our future is wrong. Because we are bribing the people to vote. So when we become leaders, then we still back what we gave them, what we bribed them with a thousand times. Now, who is wrong here? It's not just the president. You are also wrong. So the two people are corrupt. And we can't be going in circles doing this. I am coming to the nation. I am about to ask them. My team will come together. And it doesn't matter what you can contribute to us in this campaign that we're about to go through. Whether it's water, we will take it. Whether it's one city, we will take it. Anything that people give us, we will declare it. And we will show appreciation. And we will use that money rightfully. Now, still on stories on the new force, the immigration service last month revoked her stay permit and deported her after the state dropped the charges profit against her. In an exclusive interview with Raymond Akwa on Upfront, Shalima explained the charges were fabricated. The charges were actually that I forged documents to obtain the resident permit and also in the charges were mentioned that they were interested in the new force rather than my resident permit so that is very interesting isn't it because normally if it's a case of immigrant you're not being taken to court leave alone being arrested without any evidence for seven days uh, and being kept at national intelligence is somebody really supposed to be kept at national intelligence if it's a problem with your permit you know i i think it was very clear that it was about the new force which was all also mentioned in the charges that i was there because they wanted to investigate my um, activities in relationship to the new force 
So um, there, there was no evidence. There never was any evidence presented. Uh, they did a house search. They had access. They had my phone in their custody. Um, there was nothing to prove that I forged documents to obtain a permit. Um, I, I obtained the permit through an official immigration officer, as I mentioned before, and I, I don't want—I don't know too much about the whole legal aspect. I think that is something for my lawyer, Mr. Sosu, um, can answer those questions better. But there was never any evidence presented, and um, especially if you—if you know that they dropped all charges eventually, then you know we can ask questions on how true the allegations are. Salima also described the inhumane treatment she suffered at the hands of both immigration and NIB officers. 48 benchmark approached. Uh, my lawyer was present at NIB. They took him into a room and they took me away. At that point, they pushed me in a van and they took, or, or, or in a car and they took me somewhere. I didn't know where I was going. So I kept asking, where am I going? What's going on? Where am I going? Why, why, why can I not speak to my lawyer? And um, I, I, nobody was telling me anything. And then I saw we arrived at court. And I was like, my lawyer should be aware. Like, you should make him aware. Or you should call him or let him know that I'm here. But they refused. They just ignored me. They, they weren't listening to me. They were lying to me that they were just going to file some documentation at court. And eventually, they wanted to put me on the stand take my plea and, you know, potentially let myself, let me incriminate myself. I had a counsel, I had a lawyer, and they refused to give me access to him. They refused to call him. They refused to let, let him know where I was at that point. So that was very um, inhumane. Um, so at that point, I, I uh, told the judge, I spoke up for myself. I had to speak up for myself, and I told the judge that I do have a counsel, and I want my lawyer to be present. Um, the judge was very disappointed in, in uh, you know, the prosecution, and she told them I, I, I needed to make a, like, if I want to make phone calls, they have to let me make phone calls, but they never even granted my phone calls until two days after, um, you know, and, and that means that I would have to come back the next day, so I would have to stay another night in, in, in the cell. So that is already, uh, those are already a series of violations of human rights that they deny you access to your counsel, no official charges, uh, crossing the 48-hour benchmark, um, intentionally keeping me away in court from my lawyer, um, not granting me phone calls, it, it, like they try to do a search without without a warrant, like all of these things are, are just straight up violations. Now, finally, when asked whether she has intentions of ever returning to Ghana, she had this to say. I have not given up on Ghana. I feel like my work is not done yet. Like I said, um, I, I felt really inspired uh, by everything that I've seen and I've been through. Um, I still have a lot of love for Ghana. I've been staying there for some years, you know. Um, it's still a place that I hold very dear to my heart. And, you know, I'm sure I'll be back eventually. Away from the new falls and stories there, moving on, the Federation of Ghana Beekeepers Association 
reports that despite 70% of the country's vegetation being conducive to beekeeping, over 60% of the honey used in Ghana, either for consumption or manufacturing, is imported from foreign markets like Burkina Faso. In an effort to boost beekeeping locally, the women and youth in beekeeping and the value chain Ghana have received a grant from TVET, CTVET rather, uh, Development Fund to train young Ghanaians in this venture. This follows Joy News' recognition of the founder Richard Mensa Okoi as an impact maker in agriculture and social welfare in June last year. Joy News Esther Nkrumah was with the team during a training session in Bunso in the eastern region and filed this report. Beekeeping, the art of tending bee colonies to harvest product like honey, bee wax, honeycomb and the likes present a lucrative opportunity for Ghana's economy. Despite the favorable vegetation for beekeeping, the lack of attention in this sector forces reliance on foreign markets for honey consumption. It is to fix this challenge that Richard Mensaoko founded the Women and Youth in Beekeeping Value Chain Ghana. This initiative, among many others, won him Joe News Impact Maker Award in the area of agriculture and social welfare in June this year. Following the recognition and to expand his work, his organization secured funding from COVID to train more young people in beekeeping. So I'm going to remove some of the uh, top bars for you to see what is in there. See, this empty comb. The comb is empty. They are now filling it with uh, honey. At a week-long training for young beekeepers at the University College of Agriculture and Environmental Studies at Bonsu in the Eastern Region, Richard Mensah-Oko emphasized that with proper investment and support, Ghanaian beekeepers have the potential to produce the best honey in the world. We are not there yet, but from what I see recently, it's encouraging. Awareness is gradually going now. A lot of people are now going to beekeeping. We have graduates coming, talking to you, asking how, how can they start. And it's, it's, it's inspiring to me because 20 years ago when I started the Techman Beekeepers, we were just a few people and most people didn't know. Multimedia Group has held its annual Thanksgiving service in appreciation of God's goodness of the business. Management and staff of the company gathered at the Victory Bible Church this morning to pray, sing songs of praise, and worship while trusting the Almighty for a successful and fruitful new year. Enjoy the sights and sounds from the event which ended a while ago. Hey, one farm man, 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 one
from man, one from man, sorry, one from man, ever. Okay. 29 years. Wow. This, 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 this can be, this can only be the doing of the Lord. 29 years of Christ at work. My distinguished bishops, pastors, reverends, my board chairman, board directors, uh, clients who have joined us today, team, the amazing multimedia team. We have come this far not by our might, not by our strength, not by our power. Not by education, not by connection, not by human wisdom and human endeavor, but by the spirit of Christ at work in the multimedia group. And somebody shall say, Amen. We'll pause here for a quick break. The news, uh, Joy News Today continues right after. There's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, challenge and enjoyment. At the top life we got. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies and chop life. Dial star 7 Zero hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. I can see S I N T E X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. But it's further to spoiler. That's not true. But why? Hey! 
<laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the business segment of Joy News. Today with me, Pai the Ghana Statistical Service has commenced the fifth integrated business establishment survey aimed at gathering data on the businesses in both the informal and formal sectors of the economy. At the opening ceremony, the National Project Coordinator of the survey, Anthony Kakra, said the data collected will be used to produce the business register for the country as well as analyze to provide insight into the growth of businesses. The 2024 Integrated Business Establishment Survey will provide updated statistics on the current structure of Ghana's economy to facilitate the revision of key macroeconomic indicators, including gross domestic products and producer price index. The survey is also expected to help develop policies aimed at formalizing the economy. In an interview, National Project Coordinator for the survey, Anthony Kakra, said the survey will provide information on the growth of businesses in the country. Unlike the previous four economic census that we did in, in this country starting from 1962 this time around we are we are trying to expand we are expanding the scope in a way that all informal businesses will be covered all informal businesses in terms of those who sell in the market on the streets those who sell in the hawkers those who sell in the streets on, on tabletops the fish sellers on the streets the tomato sellers the fish sellers if you go to Mokala, we see people putting tables, the fish and tomatoes on small, small tables in the market and selling. And all those people will cover it. And including the big shops, the stores, the big shops, all my all traders who trade in on market days in, the, in our district, in our markets, all will be covered. So the scope covers every business. Unlike previously, the way we're only focusing on industries and big shops and all that. The difference in these 2024 IBES or economic census is that it covers every business, both the informal and informal sector. And the data we are going to get 
will be used to produce the business register for this country. We have previous, but this is quite different in terms of the coverage for the informal sector. Cybersecurity service providers, establishments, and professionals without license or accreditation have been barred from operating in Ghana. This is the latest directive from the Cybersecurity Authority, which took effect on the 1st of January this year. There is more in this report. The directive follows a deadline issued by the Cybersecurity Authority to service providers to obtain licenses or accreditation to operate fully in the country. The authority says it will fully enforce the provisions of the Cybersecurity Act 2022 Act 1038 regarding its mandate to regulate entities operating in the cyberspace. Accordingly, persons who offer cybersecurity services without license or accreditation granted by the authority do so in contravention of the Act and will face the full rigors of the law, including criminal prosecutions and administrative penalties where applicable institutions and individuals are consequently advised to engage only licensed firms and persons in the country. And that's it for business. I am Pius Kujo Baka. Sports is next. Coach, then you should have been the coach. And 
We have knelt down to beg a coach to take Solomon Tayo to a tournament. Yes. In 2010, I did it. Milo asked you to sign for his agent and you refused? Yes. Mufti, at, at that point, nobody wants to come and play for the Blasters. Since 2008, semi-finals, finals, semi-finals, finals. If we continue like this, I can assure you and I can bet you. Anything happened negative concerning the team, it's me. What is deeper poor? With my experience, it's a no-go area. We've come across a lot of featherweights, a lot of featherweights, and the Isidobe do not match them at all. First of all, I think the GBA itself need a lot of schooling. Expect to be elected. It's football will crumble. Is that what you're saying? Now on Enjoy News today with me, Muftar Nagula, Abla, former Black Stars defender and a management committee member of the Ghana Football Association. Sami Kufwa says Ghana or the Ghana Football Association should forget about winning this year's African Cup of Nations, which starts tomorrow. According to him, Ghana does not have a plan and a concept when it comes to building the national team and that Many people who are part of football uh, rather speak about football in the interest of others and not the interest of football. I think we have a problem. The problem is uh, we, we, we don't want to just go straight direct to where the problem is. Because everybody is talking on the favor of somebody, whereby it doesn't look good on our national team. 2022, I was with the team. We have players, 17 players under 25 years. It's a huge credit for us. If you build it from there, we shouldn't, you see, not, there's always, I always say this, there's a difference between preparation and planning. We don't plan, we prepare. That is my major concern about this. Because if you have 20, 17 players under 25, what do you do? You just you just finished the cup. Uh, sorry, the World Cup two years ago, and almost one and a half years now. So what do you do? You plan towards maybe 2026, 2025, 2027. Afghan, one of them. I should plan myself to go and win the trophy because that time the players are more matured, they are more experienced, they go to their peak. Now because we have Kudus, we have Dede, we have Nyaki. Everybody said that we should go and win the trophy. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. We should have a proper planning. If we have plan that we give ourselves this time around in Cody, if we go to the quarterfinals, hallelujah. If we go to the semifinals, praise the Lord. If we win the trophy, a gift from God. But we don't do that. Because we have certain players who are playing in, the, in, in, in their various clubs, we thought that we should go and win the trophy. It doesn't work like that. It took Senegal how many years? Seven. 
It took Senegal how many years? We should forget about the previous 1982 that the, since 82 we haven't won the cup. It doesn't make a difference. The difference is how we prepare ourselves towards the trophy. If we don't plan and prepare, we always go there and shot and follow short. I'm, I'm telling you because I don't see these players being bad players. I see them as a good talent, but we need to plan for them. Because if we don't plan for them, we thought that we have a good players or they are individual, they are very good. No. A national team should have identity. A national team should have a concept, should have a plan and strategy, but we don't have it. That's a fact. We don't have it. So I will still believe that there's a still more room to improve. Mm. So if we have those players that we see that there's a plan for them, we shouldn't think about this African Cup of Nations. We think the next two additions. Either we go to the semi-finals or we win the trophy. That's my view. Samiko Forda speaking to my colleague Nathaniel Arthur. And this is what we'll bring in to you on Prime Take on Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Do join the sports team on Joy 99.7 FM as we come your way with Game Plan. That's sports for now. Do head on to myjoyonline.com for more sports stories. what we tell each other every day at joy news we tell your story you have a story the world should know about tell it to joy news we are your home of bold credible and fearless journalism i am mfa apau time for some world news now cape Verde has given a status by the world health organization as it has not reported a single case of local transmission in three years experts have described this as a major achievement malaria is los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera pero este comenzará en tu mente escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. A huge killer on the continent. 580,000 people in Africa died from the disease, amounting to 95% of fatalities worldwide. Vaccines are now being used in some places, but monitoring the disease and avoiding mosquito bites are the most effective ways to prevent malaria. Cape Verde's plan for malaria control has also ensured free care and diagnostic services for the international travelers and migrants 
with the aim of stemming the tide of cases imported from mainland Africa. That's it. Showbiz is up next. Stay tuned. The government is a military government which will rule with advice from certain eminent civilians in the country. Once he got himself into the uh, Ghana army in 1953, he fell settled and never changed course again. There were about eight of them who were selected after their post training to go to England to have their officers training the second phase. See, at that time, after training three months or six months out the roast, then you go for further training to become full lieutenant. Now, what a lot of people didn't know was that the original date for the coup was the 15th of January. But it leaked. The intelligence system got to know about it. Up to today, nobody has succeeded in doing what it did. Because they exported food for the first time in thousands of tons. He had the belief that the producer could use This was his last word, Father. Take this ring. Pray for me that God may accept me as I am. This was his last word. time for us to get into the world of entertainment. Well, lots of parts of last year and the early part of this year has seen a lot of videos from Hollywood comedian Cat Williams, which he's been talking a lot about his colleagues, both musicians, actors, and comedians. Well, one such person he spoke about and says that he had given the advice of his lifetime was Michael Blackson. Before we even go to the Michael Blackson response, uh, let's take a listen to what Cat Williams said to Shannon in this interview. This is how you end up with a Michael Blackson, who's a real African doing a fake African accent. Okay, no, don't. Uh, this guy is mad at me. All I did was give him the best advice of his life. Remember, he was wearing dirty dashikis. And I told him he needed to dress to be in the position that he's trying to say that he's in. And if you're the African king of comedy, sir, there's actually comedians in Africa doing comedy. If you're going to say that, you got to go to Africa and get a school, dude. Everybody got, you, you got to put in some work. And these guys, they take my advice, they change their whole persona, and, and then they hate me for it. And generally, I'm just too big to comment or make a statement about it or do a live or any of that. But when it gets to be a whole grouping of these guys, I got to come and talk to Shannon. <laughs> Well, like I said, Michael Blackson was not the only person he spoke of. He even spoke of um, 
ludicrous, and ludicrous has done a song as a response to him. But Michael Blackson was in Ghana to celebrate one year of his academy, giving free tuition to pupils in Agunasaba, where he hails from. Had a sit-down interview with Doring of you, and he gave a response to what Cat Williams said. This is what Michael Blackson said. He lied so much in this interview. He lied so well. He almost convinced me that what he said about me was true. That's how well this guy lies. His lies are so believable. Because he's brilliant. He's a smart guy. You know, um... I mean, the thing about it, I could go and do an interview and make fun of things like other... You know, but... I, mean, I really thought comedians were all friends and family. We go through a little beefs here and there, you know. I'm probably the cause of me and his beef. So I'm sure everybody he said something about, he had beef with them. Somehow, somewhere, he had some kind of encounter with them. I did have an encounter with them. And I, it, it was me really trying to give this guy a compliment in an interview that it, it didn't come off the right way, you know. Uh, I did an interview on Drink Champs, and I was talking about comedians. I said, I think the most lovable comedian in the world is Cat Williams. I don't care how much crack I think he smoked. So when I said that, he said, I called him a crackhead. So now, I'm, that's how I got on his list. I don't know what Steve Harvey did to get on his list. I'm not sure what Ricky Smiley did to get on his list. I'm not sure what Martin Lawrence did to get on his list. But I know how I got on his list. <laughs> Right? It is all com- comedy at the end of the day. We not no real gangsters. Mm-hmm. It's just jokes and fun. And he got a good one. He got he got us. He got us good. But everybody will get that. You know, he got us good for free. He didn't get paid to do that. I'm going to get paid to make fun of him. So the war. The- well, that was Michael Blackson saying, telling Dorian of you that he will be paid for getting back at Cat Williams. Because Cat Williams did it for free. It means what he is saying is every time he's going on his tour or any show, he sure will have something for Cat Williams in there. And that is what is bringing us down on what we have in the world of entertainment. Sweetie, I don't know what you have to do to get on your list. Ah, uh, but I have a question. <laughs> is Michael the only one who's called out or to say that um, Cat Williams lied about because I know Tiffany Haddish just recalled it. Same yes. as Kevin Hart, they just made fun yeah. of the. They all situation. made fun of it, and um, like I said, uh, Ludacris has also uh, responded with a track which is very, very, very interesting. But did he but say that it's a lie? This no, is the only one I see. He is the only one saying. Yeah. Well, he is also saying in perspective of what Kat said about him. Yeah. That okay. he he lied so well that he Kat almost made he himself believe what he said about him. Well, and he's given a promise that yeah. anytime he's on stage mm-hmm. performing what he has been paid, he sure has some swipes for Cat Williams. But that, that's an interview of a lifetime for Shannon, especially. I mean, seven days into 2024, and the internet was ablaze with it's all those things that he was it's gonna go. And everywhere you type Cat Williams, Shannon's interview pops up. He needs to write um, Cat Williams, Cat Williams a check. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for bringing us the gist welcome, in the world welcome, of entertainment. Sweetie. Were you at the church at yes, the church? Yes, I always have to give thanks to God yeah. for 29 years of yeah. the multimedia family. Yeah. It was beautiful. I saw someone wearing the same thing as me dancing there, but if you see it, it's you. not me. It wasn't you. Me. Thank okay. you all so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we wrap up for Joy News today. My name is Sweetie Abochi. Join us uh, at 6, 7 p.m. for another news bulletin. Keep watching Joy News. Oh, <laughs>